The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Robert McGillifaldrick from Ireland Gateway to Europe and Jason Sherlock, who's Director of D- Development uh, of the DCU Educational Trust. And they are here to talk about, well, Gateway to Europe itself. So, Robert, what is it? People describe it as Ireland Inc. in action. It was born after the financial crash where a group of service providers came together to help promote transatlantic trade. So for the last 11 years, we've been hosting uh, CEO forums, both in the US and in Ireland, and more recently in the UK, to promote trilateral trade and Ireland's unique position to benefit from trade in both directions across the Atlantic. So there is a trade mission then, if we call it that, coming up at the end of March to the United States. So give people a sense of what that involves. What's going to happen on that? Yeah, so we'll have 70 Irish CEOs. We'll have some uh, current and former uh, politicians travel uh, and media indeed. Uh, So we'll travel to uh, Chicago in the first instance. So the week of the 27th of March. So again, it's quite likely to be the, the, the hangover business trip after the green hurricane of St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> so we land in Chicago, we'll have um, a few events there. We go down to uh, Notre Dame ahead of the football game that's happening in August. So we're going to feed into that programme. And then we arrive in Boston. So we're two nights in Boston. So we have a very, very special dinner. So Boston College are hosting a peace dinner to commemorate the 25th uh, year anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement with mm. a very, very special award being given um, in the name of our colleague uh, Bob Morrow from Boston College who sadly passed earlier this year. So he would have set up the Boston College Ireland Business Council and a huge, huge friend of Ireland. Uh, then we're hosting a CEO uh, lunch the following day with the Chief Executive Club in BC. Now this, Kieran, is the second largest CEO forum in the world next to the World Economic Forum in Davos. So a very, very influential business group. Mm. And then we hit New York. Um, so again, we'll have a bit of crack uh, on, 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 over the course of the week. But in New York, um, we're hosting a CEO lunch. Uh, so that's focused on financial services and fintech in particular. And we've recently um, hosted an event in London with Bloomberg, who again are keen to work with us in New York as well. So we'll see us. Oh, 70 of us travel over the course of a week, hit three cities. Yeah, so like all that sounds very impressive, but maybe a little abstract to some people. But the fact that it's going 11 years, there's probably tangible examples of how this work and these events translate to investment in Ireland and jobs in Ireland and money in people's pockets in Ireland. For sure. So look, our raison d'etre is really to create opportunity in the communities in which we exist. So here in Ireland and over in the certain cities that we focus on in the US. So again, if we look at the relationship between Ireland and the US, the bloodlines are thinning and the kind of needed artery of relationships is that of business. And again, when Boston College played Georgia Tech here in 2016, the promotion around that was much more than a game. So we founded a business council, one founder being Ireland Gateway to Europe, uh, along with the Nocton family. Um, and that's kind of remained intact ever since then. Mm. And a huge amount of relationships, a huge amount of investments in both direction uh, have happened as a result of that. Uh, and we, quite frankly, benefit from this relationship. And the way I see it, Kieran, I think I need to do something to preserve that relationship for my yeah. children. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. So, Jason, you were on this trip, uh, Jason Sherlock with me as well, last year. Um, what did you get out of it? What's the value in it for DCU? 
Yeah, so from a DCU point of view, um, I suppose that's, there's two kind of key areas. I suppose from a college perspective, we're looking to, I suppose, advance the reputation of DCU and to be able to kind of discuss with universities and businesses about like strategic partnerships and and um, that that can only be good for DCU. Um, also, as 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 Robert just said about the outcome is to provide employment. We would like to think in DCU we're number one for graduate employment. So, uh, so you would like to think that our grads potentially will will benefit from this relationship in the future. Um, my role specifically is in the philanthropic office of DCU. So we would see philanthropy as a big kind of uh, way to uh, transform lives in society. So to be able to talk to some of the Irish partnerships that are out there like the Ireland American funds the Irish American partnership it's a really it's a really uh, good way to do that we also have a lot of DCU alum in the likes of Chicago Boston New York so it's a great way to bring them along to some of the, the really good events the really strong events that uh, Gateway have and I think from my perspective I'm looking at it from a DCU uh, lens but everyone that goes on the event they, they are looking at it from their lens and it adds massive value and uh, not only to their network but to be able to share what they're looking to do and how they can collaborate with, with the people that we meet. And DCU as well has a pretty, like has a, has a rich tradition in this regard, doesn't it? I mean, it's I suppose it's the it's the institution here, the third level institution that certainly most people would associate closely with um, philanthropy, inward investment. I mean, I'm talking about Chuck Feeney and Atlantic Philanthropies and all of that. It, it immediately comes to people's minds. Yeah, well, like Chuck Feeney was, was so, so uh, we're so thankful of Chuck Feeney and his support over the years um, and not only with DCU, but nationally in Ireland. Yeah. So again, the, the the alumni in DCU, they're, they're relatively young. They're still finding their way. They potentially don't have the capacity that the, the likes of Chuck Feeney would have, but certainly particularly our DCU alum who have progressed in industries. We have a lot of international partnerships with with US industries and companies. And again, if they are looking to set up in, in Ireland, they want to have that connection, not only from a talent pipeline perspective, but also giving back to the community. So it's a, it's a really nice fit for my work with, with DCU. So um, last year as well in Chicago, uh, there was a trip out to Northwestern, out to the university, and uh, Pat Fitzgerald, wasn't it? Pat Fitzgerald is the, the, the head coach there. How impressed were you by the sports setup? Yeah, I remember speaking to you just before we, we met the coach at the time. Yeah. And again, uh, Pat Ryan, who is a, a big Northwestern alum over there, uh, we were in the, the Ryan house and he was over in, in Dublin earlier on at the end of last year in the Aviva. It was fascinating to see. Uh, we, I would be quite envious in terms of yeah. the facilities yeah. they have. But just from a sporting point of view, it was a real idea eye-opener to see what they have and obviously going to Notre Dame this year it'll be something similar to see what they have and obviously there'll be a big Notre Dame presence in the in the city uh, come August this year as well. I remember I went to Notre Dame and Navy in uh, the mid-90s was it? I, and uh, it, well, I remember we were at home watching the Late Late as everyone watched on a Friday night in the mid-90s uh, there was nothing else and uh, there must have been a marching band or cheerleaders or something on and uh, Gabe said you know that's uh, there's a match on this weekend anyway and off we went anyway uh, up to Dublin to watch Notre Dame and I'm, I can't remember someone will text in and tell me exactly what year that was um, but one of the first of I suppose uh, the, the current uh, iteration of these big uh, college games that are happening here so Robbie the, the backdrop to all like the backdrop 11 years ago was uh, a desperate need for inward investment in the country yeah. uh, uh, the economic situation was different um, you know, we, we then had 
I suppose, I, I don't want to kind of suggest that we didn't have any problems, but the economy really just pre-COVID was going gangbusters. Then we had COVID, which was this utterly bizarre experience. What, how do you describe the backdrop now and how does it feed into the types of events or what you're looking to get out of this? It's interesting how far we've come. So you mentioned the Notre Dame game. So this August would be the biggest movement of US citizens ever to leave the US non-military in their history. And that's 40,000 Notre Dame fans coming to Ireland. Like how far have we come since that game that you went to, Kieran? Yeah, I know, So yeah. in our context, it was needed back then. So we were out looking for investment, amplifying the IDA's message uh, for folks to invest. The landscape has changed dramatically ever since then. And the lesser known fact, I think, is actually the amount of Irish investment that's going to the US. Like what a huge marketplace and a huge opportunity and soft landing for Irish business to go to the US. So we're the ninth largest employer in the US. So Irish originated companies, not multinationals headquartered here, Irish companies that were born and bred here that have gone to the US are the ninth largest investment partner into the US. So we employ over 100,000 US citizens. Uh, and we know the story, it's well told of US investment into Ireland. But if you look at the follow-up, for, say, from technology, the layoffs, all the impact, I think the lens and that landscape is changing where they look at it in terms of not just return on investment and talent, but mm. the total investment into the country over a period of time and what it represents. And if you look at the reason why a lot of US tech have come here, they've come here to service the EMEA marketplace, Europe, Middle East and Africa. Mm. So the primary reason they come here would be to set up here, uh, benefit from the talent, which is now distributed. So Ireland's talent value proposition has evolved and is changing. And if you think that true, we've got 30 years of Irish leadership running international companies across different time zones and running distributed teams. We are probably, like, we are born distributed leaders here in Ireland. And that's a huge talent benefit that I think is lesser understood in the US. So that'd be a big part of our messaging. And then in the other direction, uh, how do we leverage our relationship with the United Kingdom to have the UK as one of the primary marketplaces that new technology companies looking to expand into Europe and the UK, they can do that through Ireland. We know the benefits, they're well told. So it's nearly like a a kind of a, a trilateral relationship that we need to promote now and Ireland is uniquely positioned to benefit and therefore create jobs. And uh, Jason, what are you hoping then, you, you know, you, you explained very well what you got out of last year's trip. What are you hoping to get out of this year's trip? Yeah, it's more of the same and I think what, what last year does, it kind of reassures and it, it provides the confidence that and I'm used to a sporting kind of context about that team Ireland and representing um, and certainly I remember getting on the bus the first morning in Chicago it felt like going off to a match and again, you you were surrounded by people that you probably didn't know but we all had the same cause and, and over the course of the trip we got to know each other very well and there's a, a wide range and diverse uh, number of people on it who now are kind of part of of my team my network and uh, I suppose something similar to that that's what would be great that not only will I be able to assist connections and partnerships in the US but it's also the people that are, are, are going there to represent Ireland hopefully I'll be able to help them in some capacity as well Well listen as Robbie said it is happening at the end of March there's a whole host of people going on it you mentioned the media we're going to be there the Heart Shoulder is going to be broadcasting uh, from the States and there's going to be really exciting stuff happening so we all look forward to it Uh, Robert McGillifaudrick is from Ireland Gateway to Europe Jason Sherlock Director of Development of the DCU Educational Trust Gentlemen thank you both very much for joining me The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk